<laughs> What's going on? Are you enjoying your uh, Wednesday? This Wednesday, um, I'm I'm having an interesting Wednesday. I got up this morning. I made myself a breakfast sandwich. Uh huh. And then I couldn't find it. <laughs> um, so after looking for 20 minutes, I just went to the office. Yeah. And uh, I got I got a text message that I put it back in the refrigerator. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought like for a second you were like, I get back to the office. I reached in my pocket for the phone. And then put a breakfast sandwich towards That would be great, right? (laughs) I mean, I've looked all over the house for 20 minutes. I mean, I microwaved it. Why would I put it back in the refrigerator? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of cliche to do stuff like that. But like, I've done like the car keys in the fridge thing. Where like, because as like a child, when you watch that on TV or you see your parents do it, you're like, why are they so bad at being an adult? Like, I'm not going to do that when I grow up. And then like unfortunately it just slowly sneaks up on you it gets worse you know when you have kids and people that like depend on you it just it just gets worse yeah because i i i'd love to have kids years from now but um it's like (laughs) sometimes i get really excited i'm like like i'll have my own little buddy just to hang out with and they'll like look up to me and just be excited that i'm there and then at the same time i'm just like but that's also a life and like, yes. I have to be focused on it all the time. I'm not sure how mine's still alive. <laughs> you know, she's pretty, at, she's at the point where she is supposedly self-sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> is she, is she 18? Is she out of the yes. house? Yes. She's at Belmont right now. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. Is she, so she, is she uh, interested in like, cause that isn't, that's more of like uh, I know there's like film there's like film classes and isn't there like musical classes as well like for instruments and uh singing and stuff where, where is she she is audio engineering she wants oh, okay. to do um she wants to do live events and theater oh that stuff's hard but yeah. that's I awesome go, good for her yeah i go oh so you're you're picking the place that's been closed for like you know a year and a half <laughs> yeah. awesome i'm so excited <laughs> for you <laughs> well um Thank you. Have you ever done a podcast before? Um, I did one um, right after the day after my second COVID shot. Oof. Yeah, I basically crawled to the cat. <laughs> I like I had plans of getting up and showering and like being yeah. ready to go. Yeah, no. And you're just like, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I uh, I was I was on it where I was like releasing an episode every week. And then like the last two months, I've just fallen off. I was going to take a month off and then it ended up being two months. So like you're, you're my first episode back in action. So I'm excited for uh, everyone to hear this conversation. Um, I, I like kind of in a fuzzy way know how you got started, but I really want to ask you like, how did you come to being an agent? Um, like, were you an actress? Because, like, you usually hear, oh, like, they're an actress or an actor, and then they fell into this thing, and they really love that even more. Is that, like, similar to your experience? Um, most of that is similar to my, to my experience. I actually, um, I attended a school that didn't have drama. Okay, what school was that? Uh, Easel Harding. Okay. And then I went to the lovely University of Alabama, where I got to take my first theater class. Awesome. And um, yeah, it was pretty much over after that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, loved, loved acting, um, loved being on stage. And um, when I left Alabama and I came back to Belmont, my daughter, <laughs> lovely, is <laughs> full circle. Yeah, full yeah. circle. I, I got my marketing degree, and um, my mom pushed for me to make sure that I went ahead and did the whole college thing and got a degree. Mm-hmm not in theater, but, um, uh, so I got a marketing degree and my plan was to move to New York. I had representation already set up up there, mm-hmm. but I'd already also started working at the agency. So to get out of some of my marketing classes, I used internships at advantage <laughs> <laughs> to not have to attend those classes. That's, that's awesome. That sounds like I, I was homeschooled throughout high school and sometimes it'd be like, oh, like we're going to go to a museum or like go to an event for fun. My mom would be like, yeah, it's, it's a credit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So I, uh, I, uh, I graduate from Belmont. Yay mm-hmm. me. And I'm like moving to New York. I got the representation set up and my mm-hmm. mom's like, well, what are you going to do for a job? Where are you going to live? What are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to go up to New York and figure that out. I mean, yeah. isn't that what you do? <laughs> My life is going to be like the TV show Friends. Like, I'll figure it out. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but, you know, she kept nagging. Mm-hmm. And finally, I was like, okay, fine. fine. So I get my all my little eyes dotted my t's crossed everything that would make my mom happy for me to move and they're still gonna rep me even though it's like a year and a half later Uh and i found out i was pregnant (laughs) 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 and so after a little bit of consideration i was like okay maybe just maybe Mm -hmm. trying to be an actress in new york uh as a single parent, it's not going to be the best. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. I stayed and uh, decided instead to continue working at Advantage and helping others achieve those lovely dreams and desires um, and have had a great time, good and bad. I've sent, uh, when I was, before I bought the agency, it was a lot more modeling. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Has it always been located in in, uh, Nashville? It was in Franklin for a while. Okay. But still same area. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I placed models all over the world, Milan, Greece, Korea, China, Australia, New York, Chicago, LA, everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it was great and it was fun and good and bad stories. And uh, (laughs) But we were a SAG after franchise agency. And when I bought it, I separated it from the modeling school and mm-hmm. moved it back into Nashville and uh, focused a lot more on the actors because, you know, a lot less drama. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yes. Is there more drama with models than with oh, yes. actors? Horribly, yes. There's lots so much jealousy from boyfriends and girlfriends and <laughs> no support and understanding. And most of them have not all. Not all. There's some really good ones, but of course, you know, a lot of them have very low self-esteem, even though, I mean, they're being paid to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, I, and I get it because like one of my girls, um, great, great figure, perfect model. Mm-hmm. And we, she was in Japan being called a cow. <laughs> so, I'm not yeah. laughing at her. I'm just yeah. laughing right. at, at just how crazy that is. That's, 
How, do you uh, do you feel like that's like changed over no. time? No, it's still the same. You think it's the same. It's the same. Modeling is a, an intriguing world. I mean, uh, you know, we got all of these great things going on where they are offering jobs and opportunities for plus size models and curvier mm. models and all of that, which is fine. Mm. But you got your high fashion designers that are still using the exact same mannequins they were using when they started design. And you still have to fit that mannequin. Yeah, that's uh, I think I've only ever done like one modeling job ever and I, I believe there's something that you you got me to work on it was for it was for some like booklet or something like on the cover yeah okay. and See, that's I, different yeah and I like I remember going in that day it was cool because like I didn't have to like memorize any lines not that I don't like doing that but it was like I can just come in and like just kind of be myself and I walked in and there's like all these like people who like are models and then like it kind of said to me I'm like oh I'm like the one that is, like is supposed to look different like on the books or like the you know <laughs> the on the poster person. stuff like that I'm just like and for a while I was like how do I feel about this and I was like you know what like I'm working it's fine so I don't mind being that that different one <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing yeah. wrong with that so yeah. uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off uh it's all good. Who knows what I was about to say? I was going to say, uh, I, I, uh, so uh, I can't, we came across each other. I was, uh, I think, either in my junior or senior year of high school. So it's been a while. Um, it's crazy. That just kind of hit me how much uh, time has flown. But uh, I remember I came in and uh, I did a monologue for you. I think it was uh, one from Romeo and Juliet. And then uh, you said it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. We signed together and we, we've been working together ever since. Uh, do you still kind of like do that monologue where you bring people in and have them do monologues? And like, why do you do that? Because some agents like they just sign you based off your demo reel or not even that, just based off your headshot. So like, what is your process when it comes to like signing uh, the people that you want to work with? I still have people do a monologue sometimes. Um, huh. Sometimes I'll just look at their demo and then we'll, we'll talk. Um, I rarely ever will sign directly off a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably, that's a wise choice, I would say. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Um, uh, a lot of my process, even though I make, make people do like a monologue or a scene read or, you know, whatever, it's based off of learning their personality mm -hmm. and it's just kind of part of it, putting people on the spot is one of the things, because when you go into an audition, you know, you go in, well, when you used to go in for an audition, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you might have your script and then the director is like, okay, yeah, that was great. Now um, do it this way. Mm -hmm. And even though you've practiced it X, all of a sudden you've got to switch it and do it Y. And so it's kind of the same thing. Gotcha. And um that's something that like it took me a while to kind of adjust to what you're talking about when a director tells you that because uh, like like you said you work on it and you bring it in and you're kind of like you know sometimes it's more than just the director in there you know the casting director their assistant maybe the writer or the producers and so you're kind of bearing yourself and so sometimes or at first it kind of felt like they were shooting me down and I just completely screwed up but in fact it's like the opposite they're like oh like he's he or she's like really good like, let's see if they can, like, take a little adjustment here and there. It took me a, a long time to mature and not be like, well, they're they're dumb. This is the way I've done it. And this is the way it should be. <laughs> like, well, in fairness, you're not the only one. And I have some people who have yet to adjust. 
I'm, they're uh, a lot older. Yeah, that, hey, that's that's okay. They'll eventually get there. Um, so I, I wanted. This is something I've actually. I might. I don't even think I've asked you it actually, but I've wanted to for such a long time. Uh, how many calls or like meetings do you have with people where like a mom or dad comes in and, and is essentially like, okay, like when can you make my child famous? And how fast can you do that? Funny enough, uh, I vet well enough before they ever come through the door that I rarely ever get that. Yeah. However, the kid themselves might ask me that often. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I would definitely say that it happens. I've only had a couple of times where it's been the parent. Oh, and okay. Like, um, I've only, and I only remember one where the actual parents were planning on living off their kids' income. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, no. How had they even like had the kid even ever acted before? Wow. Yeah. And and they weren't willing to actually get them in classes. So, <laughs> so right. I don't right. understand that. Did they like plan it? They're like, okay, if they book this show, we'll have this, we'll be able to go to Cabo for this long. <laughs> I, I don't know, like I like the mental capability. I, I didn't have it at all. Like I, yeah. it was, I was not understanding. I was just like, first off, you're not in a market, and this was, this would have been, maybe even 10, 11 years ago. So we're going way back. So the market, oh, wow. was like even so much smaller. We didn't have Atlanta to the point where it is right now. Yeah. And they weren't willing to invest anything, but still wanted to be able to get them out there and live off of their kid. Well, uh, I, I've, I've, I, I was a teacher's assistant through acting at this one studio. And then now I've kind of uh, taught teaching for by myself for like a year or two now. And a lot of people come in thinking that acting or even writing or directing is like a get rich quick scheme. They're like, okay, like, I'm like, how fast can you, like, I've had adults, you know, it's, it's funny when kids ask it, like, oh, like, when can I be in a movie? When can I be famous? But like, I've had like adults look me in the eyes where the parents are, they're there for themselves and legitimately asking me, like, when will I be on like a Netflix show or this like movie? Like, how, like, how come I'm not in a Marvel movie? Or, or they're getting frustrated that they've been taking classes for, you know, a month and they're like, well, I, you know, I don't have an agent yet. I don't have this yet. It's just like, wow, like people really yes. don't do their homework. No, because they've heard the stories of, you know, this person was found in the bar. This person, yes, was, yeah. you know, that person that was found in a bar probably also in most cases has two to three years of training behind them. And they just happen to meet the right person on the right day. I, it's not like they walked in never having acted before and booked the lead. Exactly. Like uh, I read uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's new book, uh, Green Lights, um, and kind of the story about him is that uh, before he uh, uh, or he met Richard Link. This is the story. He met Richard Linklater, the director of Dazed and Confused at a bar, and Richard Linklater was like, "Yeah, you're going to be in my movie." When in fact, he explains it in the book that he was at a bar. He bumped in. I believe to one of the casting directors of the film or like a producer, they said, Hey, like you'd be great for this small part. Here's your sides, do your homework. And he just really worked hard on it and figured out who this character was and then went in and then booked it. But people want to like cut out that other stuff. Cause it's not Hollywood enough. 
doesn't work for the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's been so many things of that nature that I've heard over the years. And I'm just like, you might want to do a little bit more research. Do you, just do you, having said, I'm sure there's many podcasts where people have talked about this. Do you think, do you think people were, will ever look at acting as like, as like a, like not a normal job, but something that they can strive toward? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that if you go back 4,000 years ago and you compare it to now, we're much further along. I hope it doesn't take another 4,000 years to get there, but I think we've been moving in the right direction. Like people actually, most people understand there are classes involved. I don't think Mm -hmm. they get it to the point where it's like being a dancer or a horseback rider or any of these things. It requires continual education. Yeah. And like, and no I'm not, level. yeah, and I'm not like when we're talking about these people, I just have to admit, like when before, before I submitted to like you and so many other agents just begging for, you know, people to respond back. Like there was a time when I was like in middle school and high school, I was taking classes, but I was like waiting for someone to like call me. And it wasn't till, uh, uh, thank God for my awesome mom who was like, who just like, just randomly just like walked up to me one day and she was just like, so what are you, what are you doing? Like, what's your plan? And I was like, oh, I don't really have a plan. She was like, is that a good idea? And I'm just like, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's not a great idea. And uh, you're, I, I submitted to you and then some other ones and uh, no one else responded, but you, and that's just like how it is. Like, yes. but, and it's been wonderful ever since. <laughs> I wish everybody said that, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, everyone's different, Misty, you know. Uh, that is true. Everyone is different. And that's, that's part of the reason for like the whole, when I have you do the monologue and we talk and I find yes. out a little bit about it's whether or not we can connect because you have to connect with the talent. And if it's not working, nobody should be in a bad relationship. I use your story a lot. Um, oh, thank you. On, on 12, uh, the 12 Mighty Orphan story a lot, <laughs> because, um, you know, part of my agreement is you have to give me a 30 day notice if like you're leaving. Mm-hmm. I go now that's so that we can wrap everything up, but that's not always the case. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we, you, uh, you auditioned like back in February of 2019 for yeah. the role of chicken. It was oh. supposed to shoot that summer. And then they give me a call in that August, I think it was August or September. And they're yeah. like, Hey, so we should have called you a few months ago. <laughs> I'm like months. Okay. Okay. Um, dude, can you simply be in uh, Dallas for a callback tomorrow? And I'm like, well, um, you know, he's been busy in new Orleans and, um, and he is a little closer living in, in, in Huntsville than, you know, in Nashville. So let me just give him a call, see what's up. I'll get back with you. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, Hey, did I even submit you on this? <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, I have no idea. Uh, I'm like, gonna have to go check. Cause usually like I pride myself in like remembering certain things. And during that, I was just like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. But when I went back and looked at it, I got super excited. Cause I remember it was just like one of those that stuck out uh in in time i was like man this is like really cool really well written but there wasn't a whole lot of information about it yet so when i saw it i was like yes 
Yeah, I was like, I remember, I remember the auditions, and I remember, I remember the name because it was his name's Chicken. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But I was like, but did I submit him? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked out. Yes, yes, it did work out, and uh, the movie's now out on Blu-ray for those who are listening that haven't and streaming. seen it. It's yes, and streaming. You can rent it pretty much everywhere, and it's a really fun, great movie. And I had an excellent experience on that. So, thank you again for uh, just hustling for me. Hey, thanks for uh, heading out to Dallas, not even knowing where the callback was yet. Yeah, I, I like. I have so many people think because I at the time I was working at a grocery store, and my manager, like bless his heart, like was already understaffed at it as it as it was. And I was He's like, hey, more understaffed now yes exactly and i was like hey like can i go do this thing and uh because it was like just a callback it wasn't like i booked it or anything yet and i was like if i do this will i lose my job and he was like no you gotta go do this thing and like it'll it'll be all good if 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 it it not ends up going anywhere but thankfully it did and my dad too who drove me there while i could read the script and read the book (laughs) yes yeah yeah i just going over as fast as i can but uh that yeah that's just an amazing uh experience it it brought great stories um (laughs) for me to be able to share and talk about um but um i wanted to ask speak on the topic of a movie uh i wanted to ask i don't think i could like i don't think we've ever talked about like what your favorite movies are like at all that's that's like one of my favorite questions to ask people do you have like a like a couple that come to your mind you know, earlier today, I was uh, interviewing with a, a, a girl and um, we were talking about actors and all my favorite actors, except, well, you know, other than the ones I rep, of course. Yes, thank you. But, I, my ego needed that. Thank you. Yes. Um, all my favorite actors are dead. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I, half of mine would probably be as would be like some of my favorite directors. I understand. Who are, who are those actors? Uh, well, you know, I'm... I'm like so many. Uh, mm. I've always been a huge fan of James Dean. Yes. And then, of course. of course, Luke Perry, because he looked so much like James Dean. Yeah. I, and, yeah. I never thought about that before. You're absolutely right. Yes. And um, uh, I was a big River Phoenix fan when I was mm-hmm. younger. Of course. So, Another uh, James Dean esque. Uh, you have a type, I see. I do. Have a type. <laughs> my, my, uh, my favorite actor that is still living would be Pierce Bronson. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I my first crush, I think I was six years old. <laughs> what what movie was it? Oh, it was when he was doing the TV show. I think it was called Hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm we're going way back. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I think my mind I, when I think of him, obviously it goes to Bond and then it goes to him and Miss Doubtfire, which he's really funny in. He's really underrated in that. He's a really underrated actor. Uh, he but he still works all the time. I know. He just did another film. Yeah, and uh, or for Hulu or something, he plays like an evil doctor or something. That's one of the things I've seen him in. He could have twenty things out right now. Well, but, the late the girl I was interviewing with goes, "Well, you know, his son's been doing work," and I go, "Yeah, no, no, I had <laughs> the no. Son idea. Doesn't count. The son doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I didn't know Clint Eastwood even had a son until I can't remember when I saw him, and I think his name's Scott Eastwood. yeah i know i saw him in something or at least heard about him and i was like i didn't know that that's like that's gotta be 
like daunting to be Clint Eastwood's or like Pierce Brosnan's son. Right. Or what about like being Johnny Depp's children? Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Especially to like be interested in the same thing that they do. Right. Like at one hand, it's like, cool. I have like all the resources to kind of skip a couple steps, but at the same time, you know, you're, you're always going to be brought up with them and they'll always refer to you no matter if you how many great movies you'll make you'll always be referred to as their child well it's like charlie sheen and and yeah leo estevez and you know they're compared to martin sheen yeah martin sheen all the time and like he like working with him i like I, i like whenever he's brought up i always get a brag on him he's just like the nicest guy ever like he loves like he talked about his kids always like as if they were like still like little that's how like he would talk about it. I mean, it was so sweet to listen to. And um, I, I actually got to meet Emilio because he came on set one day and he was so nice. And he kind of had this like mysterious aura about him, which was really cool. Kind of like, like Jam- that's what people loved about James Dean so much. He, he had that like, uh, just that thing about him, you know, just very quiet, but interesting. Do you have like a favorite uh, movie uh, from his three? Um. Well, of course, Rebel Without a Cause, but that's that's uh, mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's Rebel yeah. Without a Cause. I mean, don't get me wrong, that uh, the one he did with Elizabeth Taylor, I mean, it was good and it was a much smaller role, but yeah, and very long. <laughs> yes, giant. Yeah, it's called Giant for it's like almost four hours, but uh, yeah, Rebel, uh, Rebel Without a Cause is that movie something special he's just so great in that and um every time like i think it i think of him it's kind of you have that sadness because you only got through three movies right but um he did oh, and then uh, and, oh but he also did a driving safety video right before he died oh no i also read i don't know if this is true but he got a ticket before he died too i don't know if that that, that could be one of those fake rumors but i've read that before where he got a ticket right before he died, or like a warning and then he just yeah, maybe a warning speeding. I don't but um i uh i didn't know he had done like a lot of like guesswork on television before he really became a huge movie star so i actually have like i found it i think actually while i was in texas that in texas they had or in uh, fort worth they had this really cool like just a movie store okay. which, which you like and huntsville and most places i go to there's just like not that anymore and if they do have movies there it's like, you know, they're not, they're, you know, B movies that you've never heard of before, <laughs> but uh, they had this be good. really cool, like retro movie store. They had like all of James Dean's like a, episodes from all these different TV shows he did for like a dollar. And I still have it. I need, I need to just sit down one day and just flick through them just cause yeah, he's, he's definitely one of my favorites too. And then why uh, you said Luke Perry is there specific, he did oh. more TV work. Right? Yeah, I mean, loved him. I had not as a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> as a teenager, I had uh, James Dean all over my room mm-hmm. with Luke Perry posters intermixed. You know, in high school during nine hundred two and oh was out. Yes, <laughs> so a huge fan of his from there. Uh, Are there any? Uh... I watched him in Riverdale. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, on um, the CW, because uh, he played someone's father. I'm not really like a hundred percent familiar with he the played, show. But... He played Archie's dad. Okay, and then uh, I want to say the last thing I saw him in was Once Upon a Time 
and uh, Hollywood, which he he was really great in. Uh, just that brief, it was kind of it was more of a cameo, but it was great to see him. Well, he owned uh, a farm here in Tennessee. Did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you ever drive by? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> not. Yeah, that's one good thing about being from Nashville. You're so used to being around country music stars that, yeah. you know, at least you know how to not. I guess that's the best <laughs> way. How to not. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't go screaming and sign this. Or, you know, it's just like, hey, did you see that person over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are, is there like a certain person if you did see in person where you would kind of freak out a little bit compared to maybe some other people? I, I don't think so. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I've, I've always tried to think about that because I have been asked that many times mm-hmm. and like nobody comes to mind. I think I would probably, if, if, if I were to meet, uh, probably like my top three I would probably just freeze up or like have a heart attack if I saw them in person which I, I want to work with all three of them so I'm gonna have to overcome <laughs> to work through that it's probably I, I'd love to meet Christian Bale that he, he just seems like such an intimidating figure though like I would he, he played newsies he was like yeah yeah. yeah yeah he has a long spanning career like he started really young and he's always been excellent too and then uh Christopher Nolan is like one of my favorite directors that's still alive that I would just love to meet, just kind of pick his brain. But like in like a not like in a non-professional setting, I would freak out. But in a professional setting, I would have time to like prepare almost. Right. Because exactly. it's like, oh, like I know I'm working with this person like a couple weeks out. I can kind of like, you know, slap myself in the face a couple times a day if I needed. But if I just like bumped into him in a cafe. Right. I was just like, I, I, how I, like, just go <laughs> into like a freakout mode. Um, on the subject of actors, are there any that are alive that like are working today that you really admire, or like if they're doing something you have to go see? Well, uh, Pierce Bronson. See, yes. he's still alive. <laughs> but I have him. Um, Johnny Depp is an almost. Yes. Uh, his i'd like to see him in a few more things that are non so character driven (laughs) (laughs) i love i love the pirates you know all of that stuff yeah and and doing all the tim burton films and all of Mm. that but um seeing some non-tim burton films would be good again yes i agree Um, do you uh, have a favorite uh role from depp well, you know, I mean, I, I get them all the way back to 21st Jump Street. So, yeah. I, and, and I really did like him back then. I actually like him less now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. Yeah. So, um, but I would still go see his movies. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one that always like sticks out to me is, of course, Captain Jack Sparrow, but like, Right. him and ed wood like i don't know he's like he's just magical in that film for me just like i think it's just like that character he loves movies so much but like they're just he makes them and they're just terrible but he's like oh like this is my you know masterpiece like i just love i think that character and he plays it to perfection but sorry to interrupt what, 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 uh, that's what? okay we my when my daughter was younger she had three favorite films no i'm sorry four peter pan Alice in Wonderland 
And then the two Charlie and the Chocolate Factories, the old and the new. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a lot of Johnny Depp in in that too. Yeah. And in that movie, he is very much, yeah, doing his character. (laughs) Very, yeah. Yeah. He's great in though. I I love that. And and Gene Wilder is amazing in that, uh, the original as well. Yes. She would like put one in, it would be over. She put the other one, she put it back in. I was like, by the end of the weekend i was like i can't take anymore yeah my uh my oldest sister caitlin she would do that with the wizard of oz like just that just over and over and over again i think it's an amazing film but like i don't want to watch it again for like another 20 years still i have watched it a ton (laughs) i have it on vhs so i watched a lot when i was younger yeah it was and you know she's the old she's the oldest so she was like oh like we're just gonna do what i want to do and well, maybe exactly. and, you know her little brother was like okay <laughs> that and the lion king and that's whatever i talk about my favorite disney films a lot of the times i kind of just like try to get that one off just because i've seen it so many times even though it, both of these films i'm talking about are amazing phenomenal films yes 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 she did a lot of peter pan and alice in wonderland as well and of course the interesting thing about that is that wendy and alice were the same character yes yeah um actually uh david lowry who or lowry well i'm pretty sure it's lowry is uh the one who did the uh the what did he do pete's dragon and then he just came out with the green knight is doing like a re i guess reboot remake of the peter pan Um, and um as a child um in kindergarten class you know when you write like like, this is my hero, and this is what I want to do when I grew up. I found that a couple of years ago in, in my parents' garage, and it said, uh, I thought it was going to say, like, act, because, like, for the longest time, I've always wanted to be an actor, and it said, when I, when I grow up, I want to be, and it said, Peter Pan, and I was like, oh, I need to see. You were, like, you wanted to be an actor, see? Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing, but I specifically put Peter Pan. I don't even remember really, like, writing that or really wanting to be peter pan but i was like you know what and it's it funny because um and then i remembered that when i saw a breakdown for um they were casting is it little feather um the one that likes peter in the red, red um something like that yeah they were casting it and uh, i'd like just imdb pro just try to find as much info as possible and they're they're unfortunately doing like like Peter's like 13 in that movie. And I was like, <laughs> I'm 20 something years old. I can't do it. But, can't play the 13 year old anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's about, I can still maybe play high schoolers, but I think that's a little out of my range. Um, <laughs> are there any- well, uh, you know, during, during 90210, I mean, what? Some of the characters were 32 years old when they started it. Yeah, like, what- um, Students? The- uh, Original the tra- 90210. Yeah, the trailer for uh, the the, uh, the Spider Man uh, something home. Oh yes, just I dropped. That the other day. And so, me and my wife watched it. and We're like, oh, we should watch like the old Tobey Maguire ones. And so we watched them. And it is so funny watching like that first one because all of the high schoolers are like, like you just said, and they're late to they late twenties to early thirties, and like they go to a uh, I think like a they go to some museum where he gets bit. 
but the teacher that they cast looks younger than all of them. Like it was very <laughs> odd. And as a child, I never thought about that. I would have to go back and check that. I, I didn't notice it. It's it's pretty. There's there's a big gap, and they have Joe Joe Manji, however you say his last yeah. name. And he plays like the bully and he's like, you're like, he's not, he's not eight, 16, 17, 18. There's no way, you know? Yeah. yeah anytime I watch TV shows now, especially when there's a high school scene, because when I'm like thinking of high school students, I think of actual high school students. Yes. And I try to find people older that uh-huh. like look like high school students, but that's not what they ever, it, they, they get people who look like they should be graduating college. Yes. Students. I'm like, High school students do not have a body like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, you know, one of the reasons why is because it's easier to hire 18 plus because then you don't have to have guardians and stuff there. Yes. But I think also the reason is, is because uh, legit high schoolers are really mean. <laughs> like, so I, uh, I worked on uh, this show called Your Honor for Showtime. And they actually had like the, uh, for the people walking through the hallways, they actually uh, got the um drama club there to be extras and it was a really cool experience for them but they're actual high schoolers and the entire time they were like making fun of me and hunter (laughs) they were like because we get into a little bit of a scuffle and they were like they were talking about which one could actually beat up who in real life and i think they settled on that i would get up beat up because i had really nice sneakers on and, (laughs) and i was redheaded so there's that factor. And they're just, you know, like they're just talking among themselves. And if we were to say something, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't shy away. They just have like no, you know. Right. They, <laughs> yeah. But um my daughter has no filter. I completely understand, but she's never had a filter. Okay. She has never had a filter. She's a little better. Yeah. Than she used to be, but not really. People like that just like make me laugh. Uh I like some like. I feel like that sort of comedy now is really, uh, especially since like the office has kind of come back into fruition of it being this huge popular thing where like that kind of things people shouldn't say, you know, (laughs) comedy is really huge right now. And that, that always gets me. Um, Speaking of TV, are there any like TV shows that you're binge watching right now? I have been, I'm watching, I just finished watching panic on Amazon. Okay and i'm pretty sure i've heard of that well (laughs) it's shot in texas um but i read the book a few Mm -hmm. years back and so um i wanted to uh compare and of course it was way different yeah (laughs) Um, i will i will give the fact that the person who wrote the book did write the screenplay for the tv show it wasn't Mm -hmm. as bad but like the original setting was in new york oh and the TV show was in Texas. That's, so they, it's not like they shot it in Texas trying to make it look night, like New York. They were just like, no, it's now, it's now Texas. <laughs> it's just now Texas. Now Texas. And then uh, there's a little bit of love interest change that kind of happens. or And then they, she changed the last names of some of the people. It, gotcha. But a lot of this stuff was still the same. So it was kind of weird, but good. <laughs> <laughs> they have a season two coming so nice uh, Aaron and I have been at di- so at dinner time we'll put uh we've been putting on monk on in the background uh, which is just like a great you know class just like easy yes. to watch and follow 
And then uh, before we go to sleep, well, she uh, her one of her favorite shows is Downton Abbey. Have you ever seen that one? I, I watched two episodes and I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> no, and it's like, it is really slow, but yet methodical at the same way. I'm like, it took me a while to really enjoy it. Now I'm like, and really invested in all these characters. And uh, I even sometimes forget like, like they do such a great job of like making you feel like everything is in this time period. And like, that's something I would love. To, I know like 12 Mighty Orphans was a period piece, but I would love to do like one where, you know, I just get to wear nice Bring things. <laughs> yeah, wear, wear nice things and be rich instead of being barefoot in half my scenes. That's fair. That's hey, fair. I'll still, I'll still do that over, you know, a regular job, a regular job. It's okay. You know how to work with eggs, so it'll work out fine. <laughs> uh, earlier you said, uh, like we didn't have Atlanta like 10 or so years ago. Do you feel, cause Atlanta like is still booming and like yeah. things are shooting in Nashville. And I've even seen uh, things uh, shooting a lot in Kentucky and mm -hmm. the Carolinas and stuff. Do you feel like this is like, cause some people I know that from, uh, from LA are like, ah, it's like a phase. Like, do you feel like it's a phase or do you Pretty feel like maybe phase. they're in denial? Yeah, I know. Um, you know, uh, it's definitely not a phase. Uh, yeah. It's so much easier for LA people to work here because of being a right to work state. Mm -hmm. They don't have to deal with nearly as many laws and fines as they do out in California. Mm -hmm. So I think that that helps. Um, and as more and more directors are coming out here, they're finding it easier and easier to deal with it. But uh, at the same time, I think there's a the, uh, little bit of persona going on that if you're shooting in LA, you're a real actor, but if you're in the Southeast, yeah, not really. Yeah. So um, we're not quite there yet, but we're definitely making huge strides. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously someone who lives in the Southeast wants to like push for it, but right. I, like, I just feel like like uh, just keep making movies down here i feel like even alabama you know things are shot in birmingham uh here and there and uh i did one movie in mobile uh where they pretended it was new orleans the entire time which is you know pretty easy to do but um like even huntsville is just like a really unique cool place and like they've you know there's some been some independent productions and uh, a bollywood movie was shot here a couple years ago um that was pretty big for Huntsville just because we have this base in Rocket Center and stuff but yeah I just keep I want I want it I want people to make it easier for me to act. I mean, it's <laughs> like fair. so selfish but yeah. like I love going to Atlanta and New Orleans like I just I think they're just so cool unique places I'm really glad that it's turned out that way I am too um, <laughs> and like uh even like the, the Carolinas and stuff I said in Kentucky and uh, Mississippi has a lot of stuff shooting there. All They've the been having a lot of film shoot in Mississippi. My actually, my last film booking before COVID was uh, a, was a horror film in Kentucky or nice. in Mississippi. Yeah, and so I I I'm glad that you said it's not a phase. That reassures me because sometimes yeah. when these LA people think it's like oh well they'll just they're kind of in denial, but at the same time you're like wait do they know something that I don't know. <laughs> moving here yeah yeah exactly <laughs> especially texas right now a bunch of people from la have moved to texas uh, well I, I out of all the different california license plates i see <laughs> I, i'll be happy to send them back to texas <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well uh, we've already run past 45 minutes thank you so much misty for coming on and you know, humoring me 
and talking uh, about. It was fun. Yeah. Hopefully there's like enough information that you can edit in here instead of us just talking. No, no. I think that's what, like, that's <laughs> what I enjoy most is like, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts where I find myself like almost wanting to respond about what they're talking about. I'm just like, that's what makes a good podcast. I feel like when people are just like engaged in talking about something that like they're both interested in, at least I hope you're interested in what we've talked about today. I, I hope considering it's my livelihood. I'll go. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, eh, touche. Good point. Good point. 